Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this Monday, October 24th edition of the Sheila Zielinski Show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. I broadcast weekdays, that's Monday to Friday, at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on WINB and over there at WWCR. And don't forget, for more ways to listen, you can simply go to the listen page at weekendvigilante.com, as well as that great customized app for all smart devices. And of course, the live daily show on MixLR. You can follow me on MixLR. And also do like me on social media. I'm on my last warning on the Sheila Zelensky page. So please do like the Weekend Vigilante page. I think my days might be numbered on all of it. I recently had a bunch of content pulled off YouTube. I'm having my problems with social media. So it's probably just a matter of time. You know, I recommend everyone get themselves a shortwave radio so they can tune in to listen to the show. Now that the internet has gone under the direction of the United Nations, I'm going to have to do a show breaking that down this week because I'll tell you what, that is something what's happened to our internet. I don't think people quite understand the implications of that and what that means for the future for some of these programs like myself. Well, I'm not out of the woodwork yet. I had a brutal head cold all of last week. My voice is still not 100%, but if you didn't listen to the Halloween show that I did last week, do go back and listen to that, as well as the show I did with Dave Hodges. It's in the archives. I was on the Dave Hodges show yesterday. That show is in my archives for Sunday, October 23rd, so that you can have a listen to that as well. You can find that at weekendvigilante.com. Just click on the archives, and it's also available on the podcast as well. And if you have a special guest you want me to have on the show, please do shoot me an email. That information is on my contact page at weekendvigilante.com. And if you haven't, do sign up for that free e-newsletter. I'm doing a project. I'm working with my web team to try to connect like-minded people in areas So make sure that your postal code is there. I might get my web people to also add a feature for town, city, state, because who knows really how much longer we have the benefit of the World Wide Web. I'll tell you what, we are living in some unprecedented times. We are only weeks away from finding out who will be the president of the United States of America, the leader of the free world. The big question is, will Donald Trump get into office? And I'm asking everyone to be praying for Donald Trump. I always say when life gets too hard to stand, kneel. There's no more place of power than our noses in the carpet crying out to God. I think this is a very important time to be doing that. Well, and speaking of prayer, my guest today knows all too well about persecution when you take a stand on prayer My guest is Dave Dobmeyer, a veteran 35-year high school football coach. He was spurred to action when attacked and eventually sued by the ACLU in the late 1990s for mixing prayer with his coaching. He had a two-year battle for his First Amendment rights, and as a result of the experience, he heard the call to move out of coaching a high school team 
to coaching God's team in a course he formed past the salt ministry, really a ministry to encourage a body of Christ to step into the culture war. And I'll tell you, he does that so well. I've had the privilege of being at some conferences with Dave. And I'll tell you, this truly is a man on a mission. Coach Dave, it is always my pleasure to have you weigh in on the program. Welcome back, sir. Oh, Sheila, it's always great to to be on the air with you and uh, partner with you, lock arms with you in this battle for, as Superman would say, truth, justice in the American way. Yeah, well, I'm sure Superman is cringing to see the exact opposite of that creed. Lying really is the order of the day, it seems. And speaking of that, you saw Hillary Clinton, you saw the debates. Donald Trump took a very firm stand on pro-life I thought he did an incredible job when it came to that issue. Dave, you've, of course, been a huge advocate for pro-life. You do so many rallies in front of Planned Parenthood, or as I call, the Temple of Baal on every corner in America. What was your reaction, Dave, on Donald Trump's stance? Well, Sheila, the thing that was most amazing to me, and, uh, you know, I've been kind of in this pro-life fight for, I don't know, 25 years. It shocked me, Sheila. This is the most pro-life president candidate we've ever had. Now, I want you to think back to that uh, to the debate. And they asked Donald Trump about what kind of judges would you appoint? Now, if you think about George Bush and Mitt Romney, McCain, they would all say, well, I don't have a litmus test. In fact, they would have answered, I'm going to appoint uh, conservative judges. I'm going to appoint originalists. Donald Trump said, no, I'm going to appoint pro-life judges. He said it twice. I couldn't believe it. And then he said something that just about blew me away. He said, ripping babies out of the mother's womb. Sheila, have you ever, have you ever heard anything like that ever? Never. And so I, I could have turned off the TV right then. In my opinion, the debate was over at that point. For anybody who claims to be pro-life or voting on the life issue, Sheila, what else, what else would you want a guy to say? Now, all those people out there who are never Trump, and I'll be honest, I have a lot of friends who are never Trump. I don't know why. They say, well, he doesn't really mean it, or he's a liar. He doesn't, he's just trying to get votes. Well, we're not electing a king. We're electing a head of a country, a head of a political party. And if Donald Trump said, I'm going to put in pro-life judges, and the, the job of the legislature becomes then what? To send in pro-life judges, to send in pro-life legislation that he can sign. Presidents don't make law. Courts don't make law. So from my standpoint, as a pro-lifer, I'm looking and saying, this is our tie. This is our champion. And uh, I've gotten in a lot of, lot of trouble over the last few days because I've come, out, I've come out with both barrels, Sheila, on behalf of Donald Trump, just on what he said alone. But uh, a lot of people, you know, they got a lot of reasons why they can't vote for him. And for the life of me, I can't understand it. Yeah, well, don't get me started on these so-called Christians voting for Mao say tongue in a skirt. That has me baffled too. But I'll tell you what fascinated me, Dave, was that she's all for restricting the Second Amendment because of toddlers while she's fine with babies being aborted at the ninth month mark. Are you kidding me, Dave? I made a little video the other day. I said, you know, here's what it is. Let's face it. Abortion is gun control. You say, what? Hillary's worried about little toddlers getting shot by guns. So to prevent it, she just wants to kill them before they're born. So she kills them before they're born. Guns won't kill little, little toddlers. It is unbelievably ridiculous that where we find ourselves, Sheila. Unfortunately, most people, their eyes aren't open to understand that 
something big is going on before our very eyes and very, very big, more than the average person can understand. And I had a guy send me an email today with a meme on it that was, man, oh, man, Trump equals life, Hillary equals death. Now, Sheila, that's not just an abortion. You think about every aspect of it, every aspect of it. Trump is for life. Hillary is for death. Hillary wants war. Trump wants to talk to the Russians. Hillary wants to have homosexuality, which is a death style. Trump appears to be against, although maybe not as strongly. But everything that we consider important, Trump is life. Hillary is death. And unfortunately, Christians in particular have become so mind-numbed and so holier than thou and so self-righteous that they, uh, they cannot understand how, how stark the choice is. And uh, they say, well, I can't vote for the guy because uh, he says bad things about women. That's a battle we're fighting. There's a great deception in America. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of Christians are swallowing it. Oh, he said bad things about women over a decade ago before he was saved. Are you kidding me, Dave? Give me a break. What kind of religious people are these? Every red-blooded American male has thought similar things. They just maybe haven't said it. Every single one of us, Christian or not, has said something stupid that we regret, something inappropriate that we regret. Give me a break, religious Christian. Sheila, I said to somebody the other day, uh, I I was Donald Trump 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Thank God I didn't have all that money. What a reprobate I would have been. What a reprobate. Somebody said, if you think temptation is tough when you're poor, wait till you're rich. When you're a rich man and you don't know the Lord, you can be pretty, pretty vile. I found my whole career in locker rooms. I know what locker room talk is. Yeah, yeah, you do. So right? I know, what, I know what locker room talk is. And to hear these self-righteous people come out and say, well, they don't talk like that in, in our locker room. Let me tell you, yes, they do. Yes, they talk like that in the NFL locker room. They talk like that in the NBA locker room. And by the way, what would you expect a billionaire lost man 11 years ago to talk like? Their only way to win, Sheila, their only way is to get Christian women in particular not to vote for Donald Trump. That's the only way that they can do it. Only way. And isn't it funny, the scripture says, I hate to say this, silly women laden with lust is what it says in 2 Timothy, right? That's right. Uh, Having a form of godliness, denying the power thereof, silly women laden with lust. Those are the ones who are deceived and led, led astray. That's the modern, in many cases, not all cases, in many cases, that's the, that's the, the modern American Christian woman. She is so, uh, so offended. Once they become Christians, they become so pietistic. I'm not making fun of them. I'm just telling you the truth. They become holier than thou. And we forget what it was like to have been a lost man. Now, if they were continuing to show us audios and videos of Trump last week saying it, and it seems to me somewhere in his life, maybe it was when his marriage to uh, Melania, at some point, this guy's lifestyle changed a little bit. I find it amazing that uh, people don't think anything at all about Joel Osteen having an altar call or Rick Warren having an altar call. And, 500 people coming to the altar and everybody says, Oh my goodness, look, look at all the people who came forward and, and received Jesus tonight. Isn't this wonderful? And then we get Billy Graham and some others that say, you know, Donald Trump did that. Donald Trump had that experience. And they say, Oh, no way. He didn't mean it. Sheila, we're so screwed up. We are so screwed up. <laughs> if those 500 people walking the aisle received Christ, then how who are we to say that Donald Trump has it? 
And it's, again, I just believe it's a great, great deception. And I know a lot of good, godly men and good, godly women who are never Trumpers, and I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to break through to them. Trump equals life. Hillary equals death. That's the way I read it. Well, I can't agree more with that. But as a woman, as a Christian woman, I got to say, I was very disappointed with Beth Moore and others lately. I don't like having to call out Christian men and women of God, but I'll tell you what, when they're deceiving people, that's when I call them out. Max Licato, Beth Moore, and other evangelicals are essentially encouraging people to go with Hillary Clinton. That's really what they're doing in their anti-Trump campaign. I will call her out. Shame on you, Beth Moore. Shame on you, Max Licato. It's not bad enough Satan's deceiving, dividing, and diluting Christians in America, but now he's fooled gullible, mindless Christians into helping kill America. Oh, come on, Sheila, you're being melodramatic. No, folks, that's not dramatic. That's an understatement. Killing our economy, killing our constitution, causing a war, killing babies, all forms of debauchery would be legal under a Hillary America. The death of Christianity as we know it. This is what America looks like under Hillary Clinton. Wake up, Christians. Coach Dave, what is your reaction to these recent evangelicals coming out against Trump? My reaction was stunned just as well. And I, I got really in trouble this, this last week because I, I, I made a little video and uh, it went viral. Uh, White Ring Watch got it and uh, Young Turks got it, 200,000 views. And all I said in is, listen, instead of pastors uh, teaching people uh, stuff about you can't vote for this guy because he's a immoral or he's an adulterer, well, does your pastor ever teach that women are not to rule over men? Has, has your pastor ever brought up the scriptural reference that says it's judgment when women and children rule over them? And if we're going to really stick to biblical principles, if that's what we want to use as a standard, then I would say that a pastor ought to begin saying to his people, you can't vote for Hillary because she's a woman, and woman should not r- rule over men. Now, Sheila, I didn't mean, I wasn't saying that, but that's the biblical principle, isn't it, Sheila? And we selectively pick and choose which Bible verses and which principles in the Scriptures we're going to follow. And the reason is the Church has become Jezebelized. The feminist spirit, the feminism spirit has crept into the Church. Men in the Church are no longer kings and rulers of their homes. They've become Ahabs, and they're being ruled in their own family by that Jezebel spirit. Well, don't get me wrong. I don't ever think that there is a political solution for a spiritual problem. But I think there's a spiritual battle raging here on many fronts. It is the kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of light. It's not Republican or Democrat or conservative or liberal. It's it's not none of that, Sheila. It is the kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of light. And uh, we have to come to the realization that Jesus himself uh, told us, Sheila, you're on one of those two teams. You're either for me or against me. You either gather or you scatter. There's there's no demilitarized zone in this battle between right and wrong, good and evil, uh, God and the devil, seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. There is no middle ground. You are on one team or you are on the other. And so what I'm trying to help people to understand is this battle that's playing out before us, Sheila, will not be won on the political realm or on the political front. It will only be won on the spiritual front. And the only way it can be won on the spiritual front is through the dissemination and being unashamed of speaking the truth, no matter what the consequences are. I had a friend tell me that, uh, Coach, you know that you're beginning to make progress 
when you throw a stone into a middle of pigs and the pigs squeal, you know which one you hit. So I produced this little film. I do a lot of them at uh, CoachDave.tv, Sheila. I do, try to do one every couple of days, minute 30, real short little things, just try to make people think. Actually, it was regarding the whole never-Trumpers and all that kind of stuff, uh, pointing out the fact that, yes, certainly he's not the most perfect candidate, but, however, if our pastors were really concerned about that, if we were really, really trying to run down the Bible the way, the, you know, the way we're supposed to live, then pastors would be standing in their pulpit and speaking not just against adultery, which is what they're saying with Trump, or bad language, or whatever might be, unrepentant. We all know how that argument goes. The same Bible that they're using, Sheila, to justify Donald Trump's unfitness to be president of the United States, that same Bible says that a woman is not to be over a man, in an authority standpoint. And so I simply said on the tape, listen, if if pastors are going to scream and holler about adultery and foul language, what about this right here? Because if, if we really were preaching the Bible and we were really living the Bible, Sheila, it's very clear in the Scriptures, we couldn't have a woman president. Now, I never made a value judgment about whether or not a person could vote for a woman. That wasn't even the point. The point was trying to help people understand that Christians, pastors, we have selective moral outrage. And to me, according to the Scripture, a woman president is just as great a judgment as anything that could come over this nation. The Scriptures say that when God judges a people, women and children rule over them. I understand it's 2016, and I understand women are equal. I'm married my wife. We're equal. I've got two daughters and two grandchild. This isn't about not, not liking women. It's about the full counsel of God. And if, in fact, we are going to selectively choose which scriptures, scriptures we're going to follow. Well, and here's the thing, Dave. God made a pattern. Don't try to change it, people. That's the problem in society today is that everyone is trying to change God's way. God has an order. The order is the man is in a position of authority over his wife. And sadly, Christian women really don't understand feminism. Feminism is not about women's equality. It's about man-hating. The feminism movement has done so much harm to women, in my opinion, and that's a whole other show. But here's the deal. Men won't lead. Women won't follow. And we got a real mess going on, Dave. We have ourselves a mess, Sheila, just because of this very issue, which is what I tried to point out. And I've had, you wouldn't believe the conversations I've had over the last week since I posted that thing. When you try to explain to everybody, I'm the head of my household, Sheila, not because I'm a tyrant, but because my God-given role is to protect my family, to protect and defend my family. And as the head of the household, I don't come in and rule over my wife and make her stay home and do all the baked cookies, which is what that demon Hillary said, I take her advice, we counsel together, and when a tough decision has to be made, I'm the guy that made the decision. Because whatever happens in this decision, I want to put my body in front of her and the consequences of it. It was my decision. I made that call. I don't want to make a decision and six months down the road, she feels bad because I let her make the decision and it was the wrong decision. So manhood is nothing more than standing up and protecting women, which the Bible tells us. Again, Sheila, if we're going to live by biblical principles, it tells us that they are the weaker sex. Now, we can just see this in science. We just see it. Sheila, I haven't worked out in quite a while, but I'm betting you every amount of dollars that you have, I can bench press more than you. Run faster (laughs) than you, I bet I can jump higher than you. It's because I am a man. That doesn't make me hoard over you, but it makes us different. And so the Lord, as I, my wife and I were just out for a walk here this morning, Sheila, 
She's the weaker vessel. Emotionally, she's weaker. She loves more. She cares more. As a dad, as the father of the home, it's my job to protect her and protect my children. That's why we talk about God's order. And boy, oh boy, it is not only misunderstood, but it's upside down. And Sheila, the greatest feminism of it all is in your local church. Well, that's right, because the church has become like the world. Men have become these effeminate Ahabs. Women are trying to be like men with this big old Jezebel spirit raging and roaring against God's pattern. Because guess what, Dave? Satan hates a godly wife that follows the godly model. And so because of these perverted spirits that are ruining God's divine plan for marriage and the order and the pattern, well, as a result today, Women are more unfulfilled than ever. They're more depressed than ever. Divorce rates are off the charts. And then we have a whole group of millennials that don't even see any point in getting married. I mean, it's like the farther we go against God's plan, the worse it gets. Yeah, I I know. And again, it's because the man has not stood as the protector. I pointed this out to somebody the other day, made them mad, of course. I asked this, where do most adulterous relationships begin? His initial action was uh, on the Internet. And I said, well, okay, well, let's take the Internet out of it. Before the Internet, where did most adulterous relationships begin? And the truth is, at the workplace. Because the Lord never designed a system where a man would be working next to someone else's wife in a work relationship. It s- sets us up for failure. Now, in the fallen society that we live in, Sheila, women have to go to work because the man cannot make enough money on his own to support the family. So the woman has now stepped outside of her of her realm, the home, and stepped out from under her husband's protection at the job. And how many marriages do you suppose have been ruined through adulterous relationships begun at work? So, again, if we go back and we look at it, we can say, well, you're holding down women. You're... Sheila, I'm protecting the family, protecting my wife. I'm protecting our children. I'm protecting all of our relationships. When a man steps up and a man takes authority and responsibility and accountability, then it's easy for the woman to fall in line behind him. My wife and my wife standing right here, we have a great relationship. She wants me to lead. She wants to follow. She's a great supporter. Yes, she has her own life. Yes, she goes out and does her own things. But she doesn't do it without my, without my approval. We talk to each other about it. Are you sure? Yes, go, honey. I support you. I'm with you. Go do that. But it's just the same thing as, as having a wise counsel. The two of you become one. We need to be in agreement. When my wife steps outside of the home, when I step out side of the home, my wife and I need to be in agreement that it's God's plan. Well, I'll tell you what, that is exactly the point here, Dave, is that we are again outside of God's plan. And, you know, I get these raving feminists that email me, but Sheila, don't you stand up for women? I absolutely do the way that God designed it. You know, we have a country, Dave, and this is, I go back to what you said about this pastor. Pastors will not talk about this stuff. They will not be politically incorrect. According, and listen to this, I mean, stunningly, I was in a church recently where they were actually saying, you know, women have a right to do with their bodies what they want. I, I just was jaw dropped. I mean, look at our country. According to the WHO, every year in the world, Dave, there are an estimated 50 million abortions. And this it's just like in the States, there's around 145,000 abortions per year day. Pretty staggering, Dave. And so how does God bless a nation 
that is out of God's order, that is slaughtering babies, shedding of innocent blood every day. I mean, what is there to bless anymore here, Dave? Well, you know, Sheila, uh, your listeners may not be aware of this. My wife and I, we, we go to the abortion clinics regularly, Sheila. We do. And so I'm there and I confront these, these men and these women who get out of their cars and are going to go kill their baby. I confront them with the love of Jesus, try to appeal to them to rescue their child. And, and Sheila, when I get a chance to get a man alone, I'll ask him, what, what's going on, man? Stand up and protect your family. This is your baby. That baby's counting on you. And Sheila, you know what they always say? They always say, well, you know, I, it's okay to keep it by me, but it's not my choice. Wow. Now, Sheila, think about that a second, see. Think about that. I said, I say to these guys, you mean to tell me that that woman right there going in there to kill your baby, if you wanted to buy a hot 2015 Dodge Ram truck, she's going to be the one to tell you no? You're going to let her do that? And you're going to sit here and make me believe that you don't have any say at all in regards to saving that little baby's life? And if you were to go right now, sir, if you were to stand up and be a man, you're not a man because you make the baby. You're a man which can raise one. You mean to tell me if you went in there and you put your arms around your girlfriend and said, come on, honey, let's raise this baby, that she would say no? Well, Sheila, we know that's, we know that's a lie. We know that that is a lie, and that's exactly what's going on. If the feminists could really understand this, all feminism has done is given irresponsible men the right to be irresponsible. Hey, not my choice. Ah, I'm sorry. Wow. It's her choice. It's her body. It's her choice. It's her vagina. It's, her, it's hers. It's hers. It's hers. No responsibility there at all. My wife would never kill my baby, and I will never give her permission. This is pretty simple stuff. And here's what we know, Sheila, to, to your listeners. I want them all to think about this. If feminism wasn't strong, and if feminism wasn't strong within the church, why wouldn't we hear more about abortion in our sermons? If you're lucky and you go to, you go to the typical, I call them evangelifish church, you might hear, you might hear abortion mentioned on Sanctity of Life Sunday. You might, hear, you might, you might hear it then. But this massive thing that's destroying our children and destroying women and the lives of women and destroying relationships, and by the way, I believe that blood is currency in the spiritual realm. I believe abortion, the shedding of innocent blood, is flooding all of this stuff that we see going on around us. It is the currency. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Isn't that what it says, Sheila? That's right. And the one drop of, one shot, drop of blood from Jesus pays the price. So evidently, blood is like currency. So if women were not in control of the church, if pastors were not kowtowing to, uh, to feminism in the church, wouldn't they be talking about abortion almost every Sunday? Wouldn't they be bringing it up as the curse that it is? I can't think of a, a more grievous sin in the church than the slaughter of unborn children. Sheila, we saw down here Planned Parenthood a year ago. They're selling babies like AutoZone, like, like you would do at a used car lot. They're yeah. selling baby parts. And the reaction from the church was what? Well, they showed up, maybe one came out to one protest at Planned Parenthood, but other than that, they've gone underground again and are silent about it. And pastors, because of their silence, are teaching us that it's a woman's right to choose and killing little babies is awful. But if you happen to have to do it, well, God will, God will forgive you. It's just, it's, it's despicable, despicable of what our pastors will and will not talk about. I think if people would just get back to this, Dave, is that Adam was regarded by God as incomplete and deficient as he lived at first without the benefit of a proper counterpart. 
Woman is God's help plan for man. This is a no-brainer, but when we talk about it, wow, we're relegated to the depths of the damned. Sheila, the backlash that I got from believers. Yeah. From believers, Sheila, calling me misogynistic and Cro-Magnon man and knuckle-dragger and get into the 2016s. And, and, and all I've tried to say to people is, listen, in a perfect world, set up and run from biblical principles, we wouldn't have a woman president. No. We wouldn't have women on the front line. Sheila, Michelle and I live out in the cornfields outside of, of Columbus, Ohio here. And anybody that finds us has to be looking for us. You, just, you don't just drive up on, on where we live. And I'm going to tell you, if in the middle of the night tonight, there's a knock on my door or a window breaks and I sit up in my bed in the middle of the night, our bed, my wife's there with me. I'm not going to elbow my wife, say, honey, would you go see who that is? That's, that is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. No man would ever do that. I would say, honey, I grab my gun. Honey, you stay right here. You call 911 with need. I'm going to go see what's going on. And so here we are in a society. Again, Sheila, if the society were running according to biblical principles, Women wouldn't be presidents. Women wouldn't be senators. Women wouldn't be generals. Women wouldn't be police officers. Not that they can't do it. See, they they don't want to hear it, Sheila. They don't want to hear what I'm saying. Not that they can't do it. Not that they're not capable of doing it. But they're not supposed to do it. Sheila, listen. I could have a sexual relationship with a man. I could do that. But I'm not supposed to do that. A woman could have a sexual relationship with a woman. Not that she can't do it, but she's not supposed to do it. Would she be able to continue to live if she did? Yes. Would she be able to own a house? Yes. Would her life be able to go on? Yes. But that is not the way that it's supposed to be done. So the problem that we're facing is, see, the world has become the salt of the church. All of this stuff outside the world has now infiltrated its way inside the church. And so the feminism that was on the outside is now on the inside. But they don't call it feminism. They call it, I don't know, what do they call it, Sheila? Equal rights or what, whatever. And I, listen, I'm not against it. I'm just saying it isn't the biblical model. It's not the biblical model for a woman to be a pastor. It's not the biblical pattern for a woman to be a cop. Certainly not the biblical pattern for the commander-in-chief of the United States Armed Forces to be a woman. That just is not the way God designed it. Now, do I sound like I'm a homophobe or a misogynist or bigoted? I'm just trying to say this is not the way the plan was originally set up. Dave, you sound like one of those irredeemable deplorables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I am, proudly. The, and it's, um, it's amazing that it's the irredeemable deplorables like me who are the backbone of this nation. That's, that's the whole Trump phenomenon, right? It's, it's, the guys out, it's the guy sitting out in the middle of the cornfield like I am, sick and tired of homosexuality being taught to my grandchildren, sick and tired of all this transgender stuff going on. This is not what my father fought and died for. It's not what his father fought and died for. This is not what America is all about. And we are rising up and saying, I've had enough of this. We have enough of it. Our churches aren't leading it. Our pastors aren't leading it. They're laying low. They're blending in. They're being the sugar of the earth. And, uh, you know, Sheila, an amazing thing happened during the, uh, the primaries. I watched it with great amazement. Ted Cruz, who was certainly the most crim- uh, Christian of all, of all the candidates, a lot of issues in my, in my mind, but certainly the most Christian. When the primaries, Republican primaries took off, Sheila, you know where they started? 
the primary started after New Hampshire and after Iowa, they went to the heart of Dixie. Right. They went to the Bible Belt. They went to the Bible Belt. And Sheila, Ted Cruz, with all the Christians behind him, were rejected by Christians down in the South. And there's two reasons why, I think, my honest opinion. Number one, a lot of those who call themselves Christians aren't. That's, that's the first thing we have to realize. But the second thing is, I think the average Christian sitting in their pew looked at Donald Trump and said, that's the kind of guy we need. We need a loud mouth like that. I love my pastor. I love my Lord. But our, our Christianity, our pastor, our church leadership has not been getting it done. I like this bombastic, take-no-prisoners approach that this guy is spewing. And so in the Bible Belt, where, where Ted Cruz should have built himself a huge lead, he didn't. Yeah. Trump beat him. And I saw it, Sheila. Listen now. This was a direct repudiation of the pastors, in my humble opinion. The people looked at their pastors and said, listen, pastor, I'm going to take spiritual advice from you, but I ain't taking political advice from you because you never open your damn mouth about it. That, that's what I think, Sheila. That's why we have Trump today. Well, because Trump tells it like it is. He's not afraid of what people think about him. He don't care. <laughs> he just tells it like it is, whether it's politically correct or not. Because in this world with all this xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic rhetoric, Trump just calls it like he sees it. He's painted with this brush by the liberal lemmings. Hey, the guy's a hick. He's a redneck. You know, they're just brushing this guy with every derogatory statement of all. The guy's got a huge set of cojones. I'll tell you that much. And we could use a little spine in this world where debauchery is the order of the day. I mean, did you see that CoverGirl magazine? A man, a young man that's 17 years old to be on the cover of CoverGirl magazine. You know, that's okay. It's okay for Michelle Obama to say she's so offended by Trump's words. But yet she praises Beyonce, who is the biggest Jezebel devil going. So, you know, we're sitting in a DEFCON 2 or 3 who knows, uh, on the verge of a war with Russia, and pastors are worried about whether or not Donald Trump said something, you know, 30 years ago. I mean, why did these women, you know, Donald Trump, listen, just think about this for a sec, Dave. Donald Trump has has been around beautiful women for the last 50 years, and suddenly they all waited for the last month to come out. Sure, sure. Well, how about this one? What man in Donald Trump's shoes would have acted any differently, Sheila. How, how many men, the average man, if he was in that position of Donald Trump, he owns everything and everybody. Yeah. And people are falling at his feet and offering him things. Sheila, what? I, I heard a man say one time, if you think temptation is strong when you are poor, wait till you're rich. Yeah. That's a good one, isn't it, Sheila? He's acting like just any lost, unsaved man would have lost probably in that, that same position. That's, that's the way I see it. But see, our problem's deeper than this, Sheila. This, in my mind, this all goes together. This all goes together. It's narrow-minded, pietistic Christians. There's nobody in America more pro-life than the guy you're talking to. I give my life to go to those babies. I could, my wife and I do that regularly. Nobody. Nobody can pull an ace of spades on me on that one. No one can do that, Sheila. I'm as pro-life as anybody. But this, big, this problem's bigger than that, see? It's abortion that's given us the situation we're in. It's homosexual marriage that's given us the situation we're in. And we're in such a position now that, in my mind, 
we are looking at the very survival of Western civilization. We're past abortion. We're past homosexual men. We're past all that, Sheila. We're talking about now about the actual destruction of Western civilization. And I just said to somebody today, until we stop the bleeding, we cannot clean up the mess. And to hear people say, well, I'm not going to vote for Trump because, pick your sin, are missing the big point. I posted a video at my website today, CoachDaveLive.com, CoachDaveLive.com. Sheila, where Trump calls out, he calls out the New World Order. He calls out the Republican and Democratic parties as just one big group of uh, elitists that are empowering themselves. He called it all out, Sheila. He called it all out, and he said, "This is right now we are at the people against the politicians. That's the battle that's going on. And so if you can, you go vote for Tom Hoefling or Castle or vote for anybody else or not vote at all. The truth is either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump's going to be president of the United States. One of them is. And you can vote your conscience all you want to. And I say, if you're going to go throw your vote away, do me a favor. Vote for Donald Trump for the sake of my children and grandchildren, will you? Will you would you help me protect them? That, by the way, that's the whole genesis of this video that, I, that we were talking about with the Young Turks. I want to thank them, Sheila. They gave me 65,000 views, the Young Turks did. <laughs> And then there's another website called, I can't even remember, Reddit or something like that. They gave me another 65000 Sheila, how about that? The opportunity is passing the salt, spreading the truth of the gospel to 150,000 people that never got a chance to hear it. That's what we have to do. We have to stand up, speak up, and be bold about it. Well, you'll appreciate this, Dave. When both Obama and Hillary were running down Alex Jones, it just so happened people started Googling Alex Jones. Steve Quell had done a show with Alex that week. And of course, people started Googling his name. And then my name came up in videos. So a lot of people, because of Hillary and Obama, found me. I had a lot of people find my show. So isn't that amazing how God does that? (laughs) I I laughed. I said, are you kidding me? 150,000 people heard the message. Now, say maybe none of them agreed with me, but there's probably 3%, 4%, 5%, who knows? Just the odds. Somebody might have might have picked up on it. So uh, we have to stop being so fearful of yeah. offending people. The Bible teaches us that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Well, I fear God more than the Young Turks or or Reddit or uh, uh, Right Wing Watch. That's the third one. I, I don't fear those guys. I'm, I want to spread the salt to them, pass the salt to them, give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as you said, thank God they spread it for me. That's, that's a pretty good deal. Here's what I said. The Lord gave me the word and the devil paid to spread it for me. How about that? Yeah, well, we know the mainstream is not covering the important topics, like the fact that Putin is on the verge of launching an attack. He's getting fed up with Obama's shenanigans. I want to know why there's not a million people in the streets saying, hey, we don't want a war with Russia. We need to be sending a strong message out there. But sadly, it's just us in the alternative news that are talking about this stuff. It's not because people don't know about it. I think people don't care that much. What would make us take to the streets even 20 years ago, nobody bats an eye now. And that's the part that's truly frightening. It is. And that's, again, that's happened, Sheila, through our churches. The the misreading, misunderstanding of Romans 13, that we're supposed to obey, obey government, even when they're wicked, See, in 1973, January 22nd, 1973, if the church had stood up against abortion at that point, right then at that point, we wouldn't have an abortion today. But we said, oh, well, it's law of the land. Let's go ahead and follow it. We, we can just follow the trail on down through, through all this stuff. The church 
is the one that's permitted this, and we are supposed to be what? Uh, good Christians when we obey the government. Well, Sheila, that'd be good, except that's not what the Scripture teaches. Paul's the one who wrote Romans 13, obey the, obey the authorities, and then what did he do? He went out and got arrested. He continually went out and got arrested <laughs> for not obeying the authorities. So he wasn't a very good follower of his own advice, was he? Right. And so it, it, it all comes down to a very simple point. Obey God or man. You can't obey both of them. When, when God's law and man's law come in conflict, we are to obey God, not man. Now, Sheila, here's a bigger issue that's at work. I really believe this. I've been, I have a little show that I do every... I'm on Global Star Radio Network now, Sheila, every... Uh, every morning from 7 until 8 Eastern Daylight Time, 7 to 8 Eastern Live. And I've been making this point that the reason all of these scandals are being hidden, the reason we're not hearing more about WikiLeaks, the reason we're not hearing more about the, uh, the email and all, all this uh, stuff, the tentacles of the Clinton administration run into everybody's pocket. Yeah. If this thing is ever busted open, if the truth ever comes out, we're going to find out that the Clinton Foundation gave money everywhere. They lined everybody's pockets. And so the Republicans are being quiet because they want Hillary to be elected because she'll get in there and she'll seal up all that stuff and she'll pardon and the truth will never be revealed. So what what I'm saying is they've all been blackmailed and they're all scared to death that those WikiLeaks Emails are going to show up, and there's going to be their name. Sheila, we just saw Glenn Beck got hooked, didn't we? Yeah. And Bill Crystal, they they got hooked, taking money from from the Clinton Foundation, or whatever. Sheila, this I'm telling you, this goes into every every Republican district, every Republican Senate race. This thing runs so deep throughout government. That's why there's such silence and such a big cover up. They're all trying to save their own skin. The fact that MSLSD, as I call them, and Clown News, they're bought and paid for. I mean, that is now out. That's out in the open, but it's okay for Hillary to say she wants to drone strike and kill Julian Assange. That's that's unbelievable. And we know, Sheila, I just, just saw this one, that uh, we know now that the Clinton Foundation sold uranium to the Russians. The yes. same Russians yes. that maybe are getting ready to attack us, right, Sheila? And that's what the whole Bundy thing was all over. That's what that whole thing was about. The Bundy Ranch and that standoff they had out there was over the uranium. The uranium that Hillary had, through the Clinton Foundation, sold to the Russians, right? And Sheila, we have short memories. Don't you remember about 10 years ago, 8 or 10 years ago, when Mitt Romney was debating, I guess maybe it was 4 years ago, Mitt Romney was debating Obama? Right. And Mitt Romney said the problem was the Russians. Remember how they last? Yeah. They laughed, ah, oh, ha, ha, you kidding me? You're back in the Cold War. Here we are four years later, and now what are they saying is the problem? It's the Russian Sheila. We are so, we're so stupid and gullible. You know, the Scripture tells us in Second Thessalonians that because we've rejected the truth, that the Lord himself would send a strong delusion that they would believe a lie. And I cannot believe how blind and gullible the average Christian person is that I personally, I personally come in contact with. Sheila, I'm amazed how blind and how programmed and how uh, confused they are to what's going on in this world. The church has become so worldly and the world so churchy that it's hard to tell the difference. We're looking at a new world order, a new world government coming, all that kind of stuff, Sheila, and, and it, but it's, coming, it's coming rapidly. Well, in the waning moments, Dave, tell folks, if they're new to you, how they can hook up with your handiwork. And tell us again about your new 
Global Star Radio Show, when that is. And again, give out your website and talk a little bit about the Salt and Light Brigade as well. Well, we thanks, Sheila. We, we, we just started just started it on, on Monday. We're on every morning from 7 until 8 o'clock. You can find us at CoachDaveLive.com. We stream there live. We're on the Internet, CoachDaveLive.com. We do the phone. We do the YouTube. We do all that stuff. And so that's at CoachDaveLive.com. And, and Sheila, listen, it's a manly gospel. It's a manly gospel. And, and we think that the only way that America is going to be saved is if the Christian man stands up and pushes back. So we're trying to encourage people to tune in and listen and become part of the team and make a difference for the cause of Christ. Amen. We need more godly men doing that. Thank you, Dave, for everything that you do in your ministry. And thank you for coming on the show today, Dave. It's always a pleasure. Always an honor to do it, Sheila. God bless you, and thanks for standing up for truth. Thanks, Dave. Folks, that was Coach Dave Daubemeyer. His information is linked there on today's bio. That's October 24th, 2016. You can find all the information there at weekendvigilante.com. We have a fantastic lineup this week. Tomorrow on the program, Fritz Springmeier is going to talk about the alien card, Project Bluebeam. Are we getting set up for an alien invasion? Well, Tom Horn's been talking about it for a while. Tune in tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss that show. Wednesday, we have John Terrell, How to Get Free from Soul Damage. That's going to be fantastic. And I want to remind people to please consider being a monthly supporter to this broadcast. Can I count upon you to do that? One-time gifts are great, but regular supporters bring financial stability, and it's impossible to build a budget on occasional donations. This ministry is 100% listener-supported, no commercials, uncut, unplugged, unbiased. Please do become a monthly supporter that I can count on. You can find all that donation information at weekendvigilante.com, and I thank you in advance for that. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night, and God bless.